Amen. Amen. for today is taken from the gospel as it is recorded by Matthew, Matthew chapter 7. These are familiar words. Every now and then the Lord impresses in my spirit to just go back to those familiar passages. The familiar passages of scripture. Matthew chapter 7. You've heard this passage of scripture read many times. you have no doubt read it yourself many times. You probably heard sermon upon sermon preached from this passage. Yet today the Lord says, let's look at it again. I purchased a new Bible the other day, the New American Standard Bible, the 1977 text. It's been revised several times. There's a 1995 text. But I just, for some reason, felt I need a new Bible. The NASV, New American Standard. It reads as follows in Matthew chapter 7, beginning with verse 24. Therefore, who hears these words? Everyone. Let me read it again. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts upon them may be compared to a wise man who built his house upon the rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and burst against that house and yet it did not fall, for it had been founded upon the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act upon them will be like a foolish man 
who built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and burst against that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. The result was that when Jesus had finished those words, the multitudes were amazed at his teaching, for he was teaching them as one having authority and not as their scribes. You may be seated. The words of our text are not unfamiliar to us. They are the words of Jesus as he concludes what we commonly call his Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount is the longest recorded sermon of the Lord Jesus Christ that we have on record. That sermon begins in chapter 5. And those of you who have read letter Bibles, if you still have those, you will notice that most of chapter 5 is in red letters. Chapter 6 is in red letters. Chapter 7, for the most part, is in red letters. That means that all these words that are in red were Jesus' words directly. <coughs> and he preached a long sermon. How many of you have read that about us? Chapter 5, 6, and 7. Yes, sir. With one sermon. From the Lord Jesus Christ. And chapter 7, the verses that we read were the last verses, last portion of his sermon. He was uh, bringing his message, as we say, to a close. <coughs> he said, therefore, everyone, verse 24, who hears these words of mine and acts upon them may be compared to a wise man who built his house upon the rock the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew, burst again on that house, and it did not fall, for it had been founded upon the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act upon them will be like a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. And most of us are familiar with these words. So today I want to speak to you from the subject, uh, I guess we will say, the house on the rock. The house on the rock. Now Jesus was a master teacher. He was a master teacher. He was the best. All right. He taught in parables. He spoke about real life situations. He spoke in such a way that when he finished speaking, there was nothing you could say but just stand in awe and in amazement. And that's what we have here today in this seventh chapter of Matthew. This sermon is also recorded in Luke. Luke recorded the same message because it was such a profound message. I want you to notice the two builders and their houses. 
as we talk about this house upon a rock. Jesus uses this analogy, this illustration, this picture, this word picture, to point out the difference between the hearers of his word and the doers of his word. You can be a hero and do nothing. There are a lot of people that hear the word but do nothing with it. It doesn't change anything about them. So he compares those who hear his word and do nothing like a foolish person who builds his house on the sand. But the wise person hears and does something. So you can be a hearer and do nothing. You can be a hearer and also act upon what you hear. As we look at this text then, let's immediately delve into it. The first thing that I would like to do is to call your attention to the two builders, the two carpenters, two builders, two carpenters. Jesus says in verse 24, whoever hears these words of mine and acts upon them may be compared to a wise man who built his house upon the rock. What I want you to notice about the two builders, the two carpenters, is that they had a lot of things in common. In fact, they had more in common than they had that different. What do you mean they had a lot of things in common? Well, they are described as two men. So they had at least that in common. They were both men. Two men. They were both builders. They were both carpenters. Both of them had the same objective, which was to build themselves a house. Same objective. Both of them finished their houses. I want you to keep these things in mind as you compare these two builders. They were both men. They both undertook the same uh, venture to build themselves a home. They both finished their houses. And actually, if you were to drive down the street, you couldn't really tell the difference between the house of the wise man and the house of the foolish man. Because they were both skilled in the art of carpentry. That's what makes this message so relevant to us today. When you look for the spiritual truth that is underlying this text, we sometimes look at situations 
The Bible says that God does not see as man sees. Well, man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. We don't see things the way God sees them. We see the external, but God looks within and he sees the heart. So we have then these two men, two builders. They probably went to the same vocational school. He didn't criticize either one of them for a lack of skill. They were both wide, both equally able, not both wide, both equally skilled in architecture. One could build his house without even receiving any instruction. He knew how to build. He knew what to do. Both of these builders. Both of them were persistent. We don't have any record that one man quit. They both finished the job. Keep those in mind. They finished their structure. The foolish man didn't start to build and then stop. He went on and he finished his work. Both houses were built. So that's a little bit of information just to remind you. It's already in the text, but I'm sort of refreshing your memory that the problem was not in the ability of either of the builders. They both knew how to build houses, and they both built their houses, and both houses looked good from the outside. There was, however, an apparent difference. One of the differences is that one of them built his house more quickly than the other. It amazes me in the 10 or 11 years we've been here in Texas, how these houses go up overnight. (laughs) I mean... When, I, when we moved where I would live, there was nobody around us but just a little community. The street was a dead end. You couldn't even go put a certain way on it. That was it. And now, I mean, so many houses, so many neighborhoods and communities have been built. I just, it's amazing. It's amazing how they put up buildings, how they put up these buildings now. Put them up whole. <laughs> you drive down the interstate and stand these buildings up. <laughs> Next thing you know, somebody operating under them. So one of these men built his house more quickly than the other. Now you all may say, well, he was the wise man, was he? Not in this text. The wise man had to spend a great deal of time doing the underground work. He was doing the work that you don't necessarily see. You know when they start building houses, and I'm not a carpenter, you can probably tell from my illustration that I'm really, this is not my field. So I may not be using the best 
terminology to describe what I'm saying, but I do think you understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. The wise man spent a lot of time down in the dirt. The foolish man was just building. They probably laughing at his fellow building. Hey, man, what's going on with you? Why are you taking so long? <laughs> yeah, down there in the dirt. I've been driving up and down 288 for the past year. And they drilling and knocking something in the ground. I'm like, what are they doing? You know, beautiful street down there, 518. They tore all the trees off the street. Now they decide to add some. I think these construction companies just want to stay in business. Negotiate Just drilling and bamming and slamming things down. And you wonder what in the world is doing. So this, this wise man took his time. He didn't get in a hurry. He just kept drilling deep into the ground. Foolish man's house was just going up. He had it painted, had the new screen doors on. Had the, you know, yeah, he, yeah. He was just relaxing. The other man still had a pile of dirt out there. You know, and you wonder sometimes, did he know what he was doing? However, the two builders were equally skilled, but one built his house with far less trouble than the others. Probably was cheaper not to do all that digging. He probably saved a lot of money. Again, I'm not a carpenter, I'm not a builder, I don't know all of the ins and outs of that. But he probably saved a lot of money not digging and spending all that time in the dirt. And his house was ready in time for Christmas. His grandchildren and children got a chance to come over and play in the backyard. But what I believe Jesus wants us to understand is that sometimes your house costs you more to build but it's worth the cost in the end. He that has an ear, let him hear. There's something to be said in this message. I'm so happy to see these younger people in church today. Our two newest members are here. I thank God for that. I hope you young people are listening. Maybe you have some ideas about this house. This man... This wise man took a long time to build. He didn't get in a hurry. He was digging down deep. The higher the foolish man built his house, the harder it was for him to keep it upright. His house wasn't built on a solid foundation, and so as he was building, the taller and taller he built it, the more it began to sway. The house started to, to crumble. What I found also is that his house was, uh, what's the word I want to use? It began to, to shake. For what he, where he made his mistake, and I'm just paraphrasing it, is he didn't calculate on the unexpected. The day, the time he started building his house, the sun was shining. 
And he just assumed that, well, the sun will always shine. It was dry. It was pleasant weather. And so he set out to build. It didn't occur to him that it might rain one day. It didn't occur to him that the soil might erode. He was only looking at the here and now, right then. He's only concerned about right then. The main difference between the two houses did not lay then in the cracks and the settlements. The problem was not in the cheapness of the material. The problem with the house was the foundation. One of the houses was built on sand. And sand shifts. Sand moves. Sand is not stable. But the other built his house on the rock. But let's just read what the text says. I don't have to add a lot to it. It's already there. Therefore, verse 24. Everyone who hears these words of mine and acts upon them may be compared to a wise man who built his house upon the rock. The rain descended. The floods came. The winds blew and burst against that house. And yet it did not fall. I want you to notice that the same weather conditions impacted both houses. Verse 25, the rain came, the winds blew, the floods came. Verse 27, the same thing happened with both houses. But one stood and the other failed. So that teaches us then that we need to be careful, we need to pay attention to the foundation, to the things that upon which we are building our lives. The Bible says that what God wants is a contrite spirit. Superficial repentance is not what he wants. This man that built his house on the sand was only concerned about the here and now. He assumed that the sun would always shine. He assumed that the wind would never blow so hard that he would need to have anchored his home on a solid foundation. He didn't think about those things. He only thought about the here and now. So we see then the common trial that occurred. The winds came. The rains came. They beat against that house, both of them. But the one that was built on the rock withstood the wind. It withstood the rain. It withstood the torrential storms. But the one that was built on the sand shifted, drifted. And pretty soon that house crumbled. And those who live in it perished. That's a simple story. Nothing complicated about it. Doesn't require a whole lot of imagination. It's very simple. We need to be careful on 
that in which we build. The house on the rock stood. The house on the rock which stood the test of time. So what then is the message? Well, the message is simply this. What are you building your lives on? If you're building your life on these things that perish, you need to reconsider. Building your life on things that change, you need to consider, reconsider. There was a song that was written some years ago, The Solid Rock. Most of us have heard the song, My Hope is Built on Nothing Less Than Jesus' Blood and Righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame but a holy lean on Jesus' name. This man, this foolish man, did not think about tomorrow. What about you? Are you thinking about tomorrow? I, I know the Bible says take no thought for tomorrow, what you should eat, what you should drink. Don't misread that verse. That verse does not mean don't look ahead. Right. That verse does not mean don't plan. That verse means be mindful that things have a tendency to shift and to change. You need to think ahead. This unwise builder didn't do that. And so Jesus concludes his message that way. Here are some points that you can take from the message. First of all, we can take from the message that living our lives is, can be compared to building. We're living our lives each day. We're building. As you go through life, you're going to meet people. You're building. Building relationships. Building friendships. Building uh, acquaintances. And every one of us is building a house for a lifetime. We don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know who we'll need down the road. Every day of our lives, we are building. Be careful on how you build. Be careful on the foundation that you choose. If you build on deceit and build on, on selfishness, you're going to soon discover that it's going to backfire on you. The next thing that you can take away from the message is that the security of a building is determined by the solidity of its foundation. It's those things that are not necessarily seen. The song, uh, for those of you who were around back in those days, Beauty is Only Skin Deep. How many of y'all remember that song? Amen. Amen. Now, you don't remember it, do you, Christy? Beauty's on the skin deep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Beauty's on the skin deep. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Beauty changes. Yeah. If you say, oh, man, she's so pretty, she's so beautiful, well, yeah, she may be. But beauty changes. I used to be handsome, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I used to be. <laughs> I, I was. In the day. <laughs> but things change. So the songwriter said, no, put all your hope in things like that. 
Look for those qualities that are not so visible. Those ones that are hidden. Those inner qualities. Even in relationships. The security of a building is determined by its foundation. And the foundation will be tested. Hard times are going to come. Difficult times are going to come. It may not come today. It may not come tomorrow. But it's coming. Sooner or later, there's going to come a day when something that you did not expect is going to happen. Something that you dreaded. Something that you never really thought about. But if you're smart, if you're wise, you will have prepared for that day. The message then is about those who hear the word and do something with it compared to those who hear and don't respond. The wise man heard the word. He heard what Jesus said and he took heed. He made preparation. He set aside something just in case this were to happen. That's the same with the book of Job. The Bible says Job was an upright man. Job would pray every day. He would pray for his grown children. He said, Lord, I'm praying just in case. In case they do something that they shouldn't have done. In case they say something that they shouldn't have said. Just in case. He prayed for his grown children. Even though they weren't living in his home, he was still praying for them. He was making sure that they were covered. This message then is about obedience. It's about doing what God says. James in his epistle says, Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. Coming to church is good, but coming to church alone doesn't really mean anything. Listening to the word is good, but if you're not going to apply it, it does you no good. This wise man heard the word and he obeyed the word. He built his house on a solid foundation. He made sure that I'm going to have certain things in place in the event that weather conditions change, in the event that a windstorm comes along, in the event that, and it paid off. What about you? This is the message today. It's a simple message. It's about two men and two houses, two builders, two carpenters, how each one of them built their house. One built it was quickly. It was pretty. He painted it nicely. He probably did a great job of landscaping. It looked good when you drove by. But when the wind and the rain and the storms came, his house could not stand because it was built on a shaky foundation. Be careful how you build. That's the message for today. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. Thank you for this simple and 
familiar passage of scripture which reminds us that we should build on the solid foundation. We should put our hope and our trust in you, the true and living God. Not in man, not in humankind, not in human ingenuity, but we should build our hopes and our trust on you, the true and living God. I pray, Lord God, that those who hear this message today will be able to make application, will be able to apply this to their lives, that as they make choices, as they make decisions, that they will make